You're just an object to me I'd like to get to know you better Paste you across my body You're just an object to me You're just a piece of me And I am a butcher I love you better Love you forever You're just an object to me Live, 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 live. Let me just adjust my vocals a little bit there. How did that sound? We are live. Okay, welcome everybody to episode number 101 of the Average Man Podcast. Um, Big shout out to the late, great Brooksy for that Ween song, uh, Object. That was his jam back in the day. It's, um, uh, if you didn't pick up on it, it's like a a love song written by a serial killer. It's the vibe. That's well. That's sort of the the pre- the premise of that song. So he's talking about. Um, I think he's talking about murdering someone, but he's in love with her. So it's kind of sweet, you know. Even serial killers have. I was going to say have feelings, but I think that's the whole point. They don't, do they? You know what I mean? Is a serial killer, and it's a love song to his victim. Uh, objects. So, episode number 101 brought into us by Wayne. Shout out to Big Brooksy. Um, he died in 2013. Um, he wasn't even 30 years old yet. He fell down a cliff um, at um, Karajini. He fell down Joffrey's Gorge um, at Karajini where they were away camping over at Easter Long Weekend. Um, yeah, in 2013, um, he was he was the man. He was an absolute legend of a man. He was a lovable larrikin, a bogan that everybody loved. Um, he looked like people would get nervous when they first met him because he just looked like an absolute uh, madman, big dude with the, always running a beard and a shaved head or some sort of mullet or, or mohawk or something going on. He had his own self-tats done all over him because he owned a little tattoo gun they used to get on the piss and draw all over themselves, him and a few of the other boys. Um, but ha- absolute heart of gold, real good guy. And um, he died way too young, but he also died doing the kind of shit that Brooksy always did. Best just being a nutcase trying to free climb down the side of a cliff um, at Karajini. So, uh, you know, when he died, his, his mum said to one of the guys who was there with him, who had to sort of wait till the police had notified her and then call and speak to her, and he was in tears about the whole thing and said he felt, you know, partially, partially responsible because he was there, you know, not literally there because Brooksy was climbing out on his own, but they were all there camping together. And Linda's mum, Brooksy, just said, look, Trent, um, I've been waiting for this phone call for 10 years. I remember him telling me this like the week of, you know, a few days after. He said, I've been waiting for this phone call for 10 years. She goes, you know, at least he didn't die in a car crash or something stupid like that. So, you know, he died being a, being a nutcase. Uh, he was sort of, li- that's how he lived his life. So shout out to big man Brooksy. I don't know what made me think of him, but yeah. Um, on an upper, he had a good life. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's just, um, 
it's a positive. We're celebrating his life. It's not it's not a downer. On a, on another upper though, um, I'm in the new studio. I love how I say that, and it makes it sound like some sort of real professional outfit. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much full time uh, doing these podcasts out of the caravan now. So if you're watching the YouTube, the YouTuber. Uh, compartment. Oh, what do you all call it? That's not a compartment. The the um. Anyway, if you're watching it on YouTube, I'll try not to get too fancy with my words and trip over my tongue straight out the gate. Um, if you're watching the YouTube um, version of this, then uh, you'll notice that I'm back in the the caravan. This is my little studio now. I've got the aircon in here, nice and dark with all the all the blinds drawn. It's pretty good sound uh, acoustics in here, I think. Um. I'm sure you'll be able to hear people outside if the dogs start arcing up or the kids or whatever like that, but uh, it's it's cosy in here. Um, I think the acoustics are good, so this is the little this is the uh, this is the studio now, man. I'll chuck a, a poster, a poster. I'm gonna just got to stop stumbling over my own goofy tongue. I'm gonna put a picture of this up on um, Instagram and and Facebook. Just a little photo of the the studio where the magic happens as a at a request from or or a suggestion from a mate of mine, Stu. Um, who's got some really good ideas for online marketing and YouTube channel stuff, and wh- how to help get the podcast sort of cracking when I when I when I give it another shove? But um, sort of, I'm still sort of on coast mode a little bit at the moment. It's got so many things on on the go. He tells me these things I should do um, to help uh, market this online, and he's right. Everything he says is right, and I should do more and more and more. And I'm not, but I'm sort of holding on to the the hope that. When we do get on the on the road and start travelling, that I, I can just focus on this so much more and be pumping out a couple of episodes a week, and then all the little bits and pieces I've been practicing and putting together over the years can start coming together because it's so hard, man, to find time with the full time job, kids. I'm doing the diploma now as well. Um, just been studying over this weekend, so there's a lot going on. But yeah, I'm in the caravan. Uh, it's now uh, one less vehicle at my house. Uh, or object at my house. I sold the camper. Yeah, I sold the camper last weekend, which was pretty awesome. That's actually sort of what I sacrificed um, doing my podcast for on the Sunday morning. I went into South because I had it at the yard. Um, I cleaned it up on the Saturday and took it into the yard. And so that was, you know, spent a few hours resetting it up and cleaning it out and giving it a good wash over and fixed a couple of little bits and pieces on it that were bothering me. And then somebody, I put, I redid all the photos and put a brand new ad up. Dropped a little bit of money off it and put a brand new ad up. And um, someone called me that night and wanted to have a look at it the next morning. So I went in, met them there, and, and they bought it straight out. So it was pretty awesome. And really, I just had to dedicate a bit of time to getting it up to scratch and fixing a few bits and pieces on it, changing the ad. The ad was pretty shit, I suppose, because like, I've had that thing up for sale since like um, April, start of April, and really not many bites at all. So I did a better ad, cleaned it up a little bit, and bang, she sold. So this just shows you, you know, you got to do, you got to put a bit, effort in, a bit of effort in sometimes, eh? So that was good. Um, this weekend, I've, I've managed to get the, the podcast in. And it was – I did even manage to get some study done th- this morning as well, a couple, a couple of hours in this morning while um, my little man and his mate were hanging out playing on the Switch and, and on the iPad and stuff like that. In the other room, I got a bit of I got a bit of um yeah a bit of my study for the diploma done, which was super good. Uh, I need to really get on top of that. I'm trying to knock it off this year, so I got a lot of work ahead of me. But you know, it's been a busy uh, period. As I said, I, I had a work course on uh, Friday, Saturday as well, so that was most of the day Saturday. And then went for a few beers uh, at the walkie afterwards with the boys. So to get the podcast and the study done on a Sunday of a week of a weekend, that's a short weekend for me. I'm pretty happy about that. 
And last weekend, yeah, we had, like I said, the uh, I, I sort of gave up the the idea of doing the podcast and and st- study really because we had Heidi's birthday party uh, on the Sunday, and then you know, like I said, I sold the the camper trailer and spent a bit of time cleaning that up as well. And Heidi's birthday party was like a last minute impromptu thing because we were going to go camping this weekend now, but I had this work course on, so I just had to put that in the in the bag and then and come up with something for Heidi at the last minute, which worked out really well. She had a ball; everyone had a ball. It was low key. Uh, wasn't very many kids here, but she still got super, super spoiled, so it uh, worked out really good. Um, that was pretty cool. And what else is going on? We're going to do the, the beach tonight as well. My folks are still in town but leaving tomorrow, so we'll go down the beach at low tide. Tonight's been a beautiful day, um, so we'll head down there and do a bit of the reef walk, take the dogs down and, and sort of see them off. Um, so that'll be a pretty damn successful day. Uh, study in the morning Took the two boys out to, to lunch at the Esplanade Which was pretty good uh, Come home Do the podcast Hopefully do a little bit of pottering around in my yard And then go down the beach If I pull all that off That'd be a bloody mint Sunday, mate So That's the, that's the idea I don't want to Yeah, I don't want to go out with the, the folks for dinner anywhere We went to The Yachty on Thursday night And we went when they first got to town as well On a Thursday night to the Yachty And it's just a bit lame Like the food's rubbish at the moment I don't know who they got there in the the kitchen at the moment But they even ruined a palmy Not not Thursday night just gone But the one before we went to They've changed it up And they've sort of ruined their palmy They've never got anything on the menu At least missing two or three things off the menu It's a small menu Every time you go there Big weights for food Still got shitty, shitty beers on tap it's just, uh, it's just annoying to go there and spend your money, but, you know, it's at the Yacht Club. It's a beautiful sunset there. Kids can run around and play, so it's kind of, I don't know. It annoys you. You wish they'd just do better. They're all over social media and upgrading their this and upgrading their that and their system and their, you know, they, it's not like this. it's on autopilot. It seems like they're there trying to do stuff and run it, but they just, I don't know, they just don't know what they're doing. They need to run it better. Do better. You guys who run the Yachty, do better. Get better beers on tap. Like you need a good nine beers on tap. You need a few of the the pale ales that people drink in 2021. You need some wine that people actually want to buy, not just just scum that you charge them forty dollars a bottle for. Uh, you've been having a bit of live music. Keep that up. Uh, more live events like some UFC events and shit in the upstairs sports bar. That would be good. Uh, and yeah, and fuck sort your kitchen out because you know. We bring people down there. We spend money. We want to go to the yacht club, the premier spot. I mean, they're building all this marina now. You guys need to need to lift your game. I'm not even going to talk about the heady. That deadbeat dive of a fucking place that's not moved ever since it got bought. The printable group have bought it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. I'm sick of hearing it. Nothing's happened. It's still the shittest pub in town. So that's a write-off. Espy was good, I said, for lunch today. Went there for... um. Dinner while once one of my parents were in town as well. Had a good dinner. So the SP is still kind of um, holding it up, holding it together. That I got a couple of decent beers on tap. Um, pretty good food. Small menu, but pretty good food. Expensive, but you know, you don't mind paying a bit of extra money if it's going to actually be a good uh, um, evening or a good day, a good experience when you go there. <clears throat> so the SP is going all right. I went to the walkie, as I said, yesterday, and I went there last weekend as well. And Yesterday I just had the pizza and a few beers. They've got heaps of beers there and a good good atmosphere, good vibe. Had the rugby uh, union and, and uh, on outside, the Bledisloe Carp and the Aussies got flogged. But anyway, you wouldn't expect much less. But they're always pretty good, pretty solid. I, last week I had a, a steak sandwich there, best steak sandwich of my life. 
like hands down best steak sandwich I've ever had. It was so good. Um, so shout out to the, to the walkie. They're always sort of doing it. It's just obviously it's out of the way, so far away. If you want to have a, a beer and, and then drive, and a lot of FIFO um, fuckwits go there as well. So that's the only downside of it. it doesn't feel like our pub when you're there, like local pub. So, but it is good. So if that was you know if the heady was run the way the walkie is, you'd be bloody laughing, mate. Uh, but yeah, what else? Uh, I I found something. It's not like it's a secret, but it's kind of I'd forgotten about it. The the cafe at the Pundy TAFE, uh, the Cafe Bistro they call it at the Pundy TAFE is bloody spectacular. I've been going there. Uh, if I forgot my lunch a couple of times this week, I just didn't organise it. And on Fridays I normally buy lunch anyway, so I've been going down there a little bit. Fourteen bucks for a full blown cooked meal. You can have like roast meats there. You can have like curries. She does little. Like quiches, there's always some yum cakes and stuff like that. If you're into that sort of thing, a good range of food. And the roast meat I had there last week was the most delicious roast I've ever had in my life. The meat was it just fell off the fork, man, just melted in your mouth. There was beef and pork, perfect crackling, just absolutely juicy and delicious. And had some wicked uh, root roast vegetables, roasted root vegetables, should I say? And then this, um cabbage and and bok choy um bake like instead of a cauliflower cheese bake it was absolutely spectacular man so that's pretty pretty awesome at a good price to go down there and get a full-blown home-cooked meal um but yeah i mean i'm talking about all these options for going out and drinking everything like that and really i need to be doing the opposite i need to be to be going full scrooge mode at the moment because uh, money is is i need to be putting my money away for a few different reasons just want to sort out the cord on my microphone here. There we go. That was what was going on there. Um, for a few different reasons. So I got the signed on the dot for the Ranger, the new Ranger. So that's signed, sealed, and uh, not delivered um, because Seaview Forward uh, dropped the ball um, a bunch of times. So they're holding me up there uh partially legitimate reason but also just poor poorly executed on their behalf once they they were so keen to talk to me and help me out and bend over backwards for me and be my best friend and all this sort of shit and i know this is not news to anyone car salesman you know like scum of the earth but they were so keen to do all this bend over backwards for me call me back all the time see how i'm going you know speak to the manager of the branch i didn't ask to that's just who they put me on to um, until I'd signed on the dotted line and then just crickets, like the organisation and the return of phone call and, and following through with things they've said they'd do. It's just been so bad. And when you finally get hold, because I'm harassing them, I'm harassing them. I'm like, you guys owe me a $70,000 car that I don't have. Um, so I'm expecting you to be like, to keep the communication up with me and be like very, uh, punctual with your responses and 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 just keep that level of of service up that that you had before i'd signed anything and you know i call them a couple of times before they finally call back the salesman who i've been dealing with there now oh i'm so sorry about that really really busy afternoon and it's like mate i don't give a fuck about how busy your afternoon was you owe me a seventy thousand dollar car that i don't have i've got the loan taken out for it now so i'll be paying the repayments on it and i had to take out my insurance policy to get the loan to come through so i've got an insurance policy and a loan for a car that i don't yet have because these guys 
um, said they could do a, a few extras on it. That was all too easy. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We do all that in house. We'll have that in and out, man. Within about a week, blah blah blah. All this, all that. So on the dotted line. When's the when's the the due, the due date for this vehicle? When's it going to be ready? Oh, oh, there's no 140 liter um, or no long range fuel tanks at all in Australia. So end of September before we can get that fit. Actually, first they told me there was one over east, and I had to pay an extra 250 dollars freight to get it over here within two week period to fit it. And I was like. Why do I have to to front that money? Well, after a bit, bit of back and forth, I said, okay, whatever, let's just do it. I want the car sorted. And then the next conversation I had, oh, no, they sold that one. I think, didn't you secure it? Didn't we have the conversation said, let's do it, get on the phone, tell them that we want it, let's secure it. So that got sold. Now there's apparently there's none left in the country. And I've done my own research on that as well because I thought they were just, you know, having me on. I spoke to a bunch of different companies, all the major guys and a few independent guys as well, and really everybody's saying the same thing end of end of September or even October before there's any uh, in the in the bloody country because all these nomads and shit are, are just in Australia and families and people travelling around as well, all buying cars and, and, and caravans and travelling around WA and Australia and they're all putting long-range tanks on and they're just – they're all gone, man. So I've got to wait like six weeks for that. Apparently there's a month wait for the wheels, which he talked me into, or the tyres, sorry, that he talked me into. I was happy to go with another brand and he talked me into these Falcons and then they don't even have them. We won't even have them for a month. It's like, man, you guys, it's all promises and everything's all great and gravy until it comes to deliver and then, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, sorry, we don't have that. It's going to be six weeks for that one. It's going to be a month for that one. Um, no, that wouldn't help me get the car up here at all either. So I'm going to drive down there and drive it back up when it's eventually ready. So because of that, yeah, I'm, I'm full blown in debt now, which I haven't been for so long. Um, so I just want to put all my pennies aside, not go out and spend it on shitty food in, in Port Edland and just smash this, um, loan office, uh, you know, pretty heavy over the next year, um, which is the plan. And also, you know, I'm saving up to buy the, the canopy for this damn thing, uh, in cash, which is going to be. Pretty, pretty exy. I think I spoke about it last time around about the rabbit hole I went down on the, the canopy uh, the canopy rabbit hole that I went down after finding something for around eight, nine grand, train canopy fitted, and then just going, making logical steps like we didn't want it to look like a toolbox, so that put me in a different range of category, uh, a different category of canopy all, all like, straight away. And then just small detail after small detail, and you want it to look like this, you want it to look like that, and then because you're spending so much money on a brand new car, you kind of need to go the extra step here and there to make it not be shit. Uh, and then the next thing you know, you, you are so far down the rabbit hole uh, as far as research and, and specs, but as far as money goes as well, this just not even funny, man. So, um, and like I said, I'm going to pay for that one cash, so needing to save as much money up as we can right now so yeah it's just gonna be yeah <laughs> i never thought i'd spend this much money on a car and especially on a canopy in my life but i'm resigned to the whole fact now now i just want to do it right and get a good quality um product and a good build and the more more i look into it look at youtube vids of guys doing walkthroughs of their setups and watch a lot of guys who are touring with their canopy their, their aluminium canopies and shit and how much better it is than a tub and canopy fiberglass canopy sort of setup or a wagon or working out the back of a ute or whatever like w- without uh without a single exception uh they all say it's a game changer um so i'm pretty pretty 
yeah, pretty keen to get that happening. That probably won't be till Christmas. It'll be organising it this year. As I said, getting all those funds together, ordering it, putting a deposit down, and they got to make it, build it, then we've got to get back down there for them to fit it. So that'll probably happen over the Christmas break. We'll be running just a straight-up ute for the first part of the year. Man, it's such a rabbit hole. You need a GVM upgrade to really for the car to travel to, to sit and run properly, like or to to sit and ride properly. Once you've put that much constant load on the back of it, and yeah, it's just it's just unreal how much how far down the track you can go with it. But yeah, CV Ford bloody Muppets. Like I said, they just, just don't give a fuck as soon as they as soon as they get their sale, mate. Um, so and again, it's no that's not news twenty one, but to have it. You know, you hear good things about people like PMG and that, but then to have the actual experience and have a go like that is bloody a bit, a little bit shit. And you know, the whole already having the loan paid out to me while I don't have the car yet—that's probably, well, it's definitely partially my fault. But I'm the, I'm a freaking muppet. I'm an idiot. I'm just a chippy mate who's it's not my job to know these things. I tried to get the loan company to speak to CVU Ford to organise finance. And and due date or dates of, of delivery and all that sort of shit between themselves and keep me out of it so I'm not on the phone while I'm at work all day constantly but they, they didn't want to do that they wanted me to be the middleman make it easier for them and yeah it was really I didn't know what he uh, yeah I didn't know what I was doing no one asked me when I was getting the car delivered to me I didn't realize at what point I was I was signing a signing a the loan agreement to have the money paid out so that sort of jumped the gun on that. And to be fair, like that's not really the end of the world. You're going to pay pay the loan off. You're going to pay the loan off anyway. If you start paying it a month earlier, it doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. But just the the point that that, that there was poor communication between me, and then the CV four wouldn't give me a date for it. You know, they fucked around, wouldn't give me a date till the last minute. And then even with the finance, I was going to go with their finance mob if they had a good enough deal. But he just never got back to me. It was just it was a shambles down there. I would not recommend going through CV Ford. Um. Just for the principal, I wish I went somewhere else, but anyway, I didn't. Um, so, oh, yeah, it's just been the bane of my existence, that whole back and forth between those two different companies the last couple of weeks. So much bullshit, so much work, man. Like I was saying, this is your full-time job. I have another full-time job. This should be way easier. You guys should be able to talk to each other. Um, but they just didn't want to do it that way. CVU4 didn't want to talk to the loan um, the loaning company because I wasn't using their finance, even though they didn't even come after me. Really, they didn't. They didn't offer me anything. They put, just put in the too hard basket. And the loan company didn't want to talk to CV4 because they just wanted it to be easy and me to do all the work for them. So there was no interest for them for, to, to talk to the, to, to the um, dealership. So it was just a bloody shambles, mate. And the lender that I originally wanted to go with, bloody with RAC. They had the best interest rate, and I got my insurance with them already, and they had the best early payout uh, sort of um, policy as well. They wouldn't lend me the amount of money I wanted to lend because I don't have any loans, so I don't have a credit history for them to check, which is just madness. Like, you know, they, they want to see that you're already in debt because, so they can lend you, loan you money. They can't see that you've got money in the bank, you earn a certain amount of money uh, uh, per month, this is your outgoing, you've got all this, you, you know, you have this extra income. Um, disposable income that you can use to pay this loan off and you got to you know have we have some um sort of uh, assets as well to go against our name no no it doesn't matter they want to see that you got a home loan and you're already in debt before they'll lend you any more money it's just like okay that's just madness but anyway moving forward that's the that's the conversations i've been having this last couple of weeks the canopy though 
I'm excited about the canopy. As I said, it's going to cost a shitload of money. I've been doing so much research. I've been obsessed with it. My missus is sick of watching me um, showing her different setups and I'm on different Instagram pages and on, on different websites doing their builds and checking out all their specs and then watching YouTube videos and all this sort of shit. And she's just over it, man, but I'm so into it. I'm obsessed with these canopies right now. Um, the three main candidates I've narrowed it down to are TLX4, who are a Perth um, mob, who do a really nice canopy, but their their build time will be like February by the time it's ready, um, and they're comparable with some of the bigger, more well-known brands who can do it a lot quicker, so probably going to lean away from them. Uh, their their system pro- is probably isn't tried and tested as much as some of these other companies who've been around for a long time and who have a name Australia-wide. One of those companies being Norworld, who are one of the top contenders as well. Um, things that hold me back with Norworld, I mean, they say that they can do a build within 13 to 17 weeks, which is a pretty good time frame. But um, their, dog, their dog pod options suck. So for me, obviously the dog needs to come in this thing. That's a big, it's a big uh, factor for us. Where's the dog going to go? And they've got this um, full length dog pod door on it on their dog pod canopy. Should I say a full length door with like lasered out um, holes all down one side of the canopy? So one side of the canopy is not weatherproof at all. Dust and water can come in at all times. And you only want a section for your dog. You don't want water to come in and dust to come in. And you want to be able to seal it off. And they don't do any. They don't offer any other, any other options for that. So the, the other option was to do, just get a normal canopy and then cut the hole in it myself and put a caravan window in that I've already scoped out. Another I've seen someone else who's done this. And then you're cutting into this brand new, expensive as hell canopy through the two pack paint and all this sort of shit. And, uh, it just was a. Little, I don't know if I'm that brave to be honest. Um, that and one of the big killers, and this is just cosmetic, but they they only offer the mill finish on like everything besides the doors, the toolbox and canopy doors. So what that means is it's just aluminium the way it comes out of the mill. That finish look is pretty cool looking. Doesn't not 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 that it looks horrible, but. I've got this aluminium silver coloured Ranger coming and there's like no contrast of colours. It's silver, aluminium silver car, an aluminium tray and then like some aluminium silver doors on it as well. And this, I've seen them set up like that without any contrast and it kind of looks like a van or something. I don't know. It's just, you're spending that much money in this bloody rig. You want it to pop when you look at it. You want it to look like a beast as well, you know, like, and it just, it just, like it's not like it's make or break if that was the only thing and they were the best canopy for me bar that. I could get over it, but it's another factor to, to throw in there. The price is pretty good. They're, they're comparable with all the other guys. Time frame's good. Their wiring package is pretty awesome. I even got the guys in town to have a look at it and see if they could match that wiring package for that price. And they sort of said, no, nah, man, that's pretty bloody good. They do these all the time. It's a standard package for them. They do it at the build stage. Probably can't beat that. So so that, that's all good. And again, well-known, tr- t- tried and tested brand. You see all around the country, you know, Trippin' Van guys have an all-world canopy so you know that this, this is good gear. Um, and then the third company who I'm sort of leaning towards just as of Friday, I think, um, I sort of I, – I looked at these guys at the very beginning and then went, went away from them because of price, but then I've eventually come up to this price category, this price point anyway, and hadn't thought to go back and look at them again. I've gone back and looked at them, and I really like the Mitz Alloy canopies. Now, the pros for these guys are – 
separate dog box door, which is one of the only companies to do a separate door for the dog box. So it's fully sealed, it's own little compartment where the dogs go in, and it's got a panel that can go over it when not being used as a dog's box, so water doesn't get in, dust doesn't get in, and then you can have it open when the dogs are in there, separate from all your other shit, which is pretty awesome. Uh, exactly what I wanted from the beginning. Uh, and then they do the... Uh, not just the mill finish, they're like TLX where they offer all the, the rest of the tray, the, the um, so the tray frame and the accessories, your ladder and your jerry can holder and your roof rack and all that sort of shit, um, tie flares, they're all, they offer that mill finish or powder coat black, which just looks sick. Um, yeah, Norwell said that they don't do it because it can chip up and, and gets destroyed on some real tough off-road terrain. But I've seen people on YouTube videos who have these Mitz Alloy rigs taking them through all sorts of um, treacherous uh, terrain and they haven't whinged about it chewing up the powder coat on it a little bit. So the black the black frame and, and tray and accessories with the silver aluminium paint, painted doors and, and, and car – would look pretty bloody sick. So I'm pretty happy about that and the dog box. And like I said, I'm yet to get a price off these guys, but I have sort of an idea of the price point, and I think they're about on point with, with Norwell. So it depends on their build time and everything, but they could be the they could be the ones that we go for. I'm sorry if you're not interested in cars, canopies, uh, canopies at all, because I just went on about it for, I don't know, probably 10 minutes, but I'm just creaming it at the moment, and it's just, it's a big world that you can get sucked right into. Um, but yeah, yeah, the mixed alloy guys, um, the grain, uh, sorry, the blonde nomads have them. Check them out on Instagram. Um, As Venture, he's I think a Victorian guy. He's got one of those. There's another guy, Dust Till Dawn, Full Driver, something like that. He's another guy I've seen a Perth guy on on Instagram who's running that those mitts alloy um, setups so it's good to see people out there using the setup that you want to get doing videos of around their car you can see it all in use and hearing them give a, a, a verbal um you know full-blown uh review on these things it just gives you a bit more confidence in buying it buying it so there we go and the wiring package is going to be insane like full full 200 amp hour lithium battery with gauges and sine wave converters and lighting kit inside and stuff like that it's going to be a full-blown rig man so when i finally commit to it there'll be like some build videos and all that sort of shit coming out um to accompany accompany that as well ah so um yeah man that's it went down the rabbit hole on that not much else going on fire pit last night I didn't go to bed too late, which was good because I've had a few fire pit evenings that have blown out to like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, drinking whiskey and rum and all sorts of shit. And just buckles me for the next day completely. So last night wasn't one of those, which was good. Had a couple of mates who said they were going to come around and never presented, so that was for the best. Um, that was for the best in the end. Uh, what else going on? We got this. We got this big mob from the Western Desert visiting, living up up the road from us at the moment. Um, where I live, and they've been running a mark. Hey, eh? they've been running a mark. Stole some booze out of our fridge last week. Stole, or tried to steal my neighbours' um, fishing rods. Tried to break into the other neighbours' caravan. Just running a mark, walking down the street, scoping everyone's yards and shit like that. And um, yeah, all the neighbours have been on this messenger thing, talking to each other about what's been going on, keeping updated. Everyone's been putting in reports to Department of Housing and the cops and everything like that. So we're all kind of building up a case against them. Um, because it's, uh, it's, you know, it's so quiet where I live. Um, all the, the, the black fellas that live up the road from me are all sound. They're all just 
doing their thing usually. They're living right across from this mob, so it's probably pissing them off more than anyone. Um, but when we get something untoward like this come in town, this mob uh, apparently from one of the most remote communities in, in Australia, right up on the border of NT and, and WA, I can't say the name of the community, but full full remote community, apparently they're known to be a real, real rough um, mob. So they're here just running a muck. They came in like a week and a half ago and it's just been chaos since they got here. Um, hopefully they get moved on pretty soon But I feel bad for people who are over in South When, when shit like that happens over there They probably can't pinpoint it as much As what, what the, all the riffraff is And where the new trouble coming from and everything And, and it's a lot harder to, to put your finger on it And sort of um, have any sort of result with it But hopefully with these guys get moved on this week Because there's that many reports been put in about them um, All on, their, this, all on their, their, their case number and everything So it's kind of We're all in the same boat Trying to sort them Get them sorted and get them moved on um, so that's been a bit, yeah, I've been a bit worried about going out anywhere at night, leaving the whole, the family here and, and I've got, you know, any, leaving any tools around and shit like that. Just cause you know, they've been in my yard already. I had to, I had to fix one of the gates shut. So they've only got gates on one side of the house cause I've been walking past and opening one of the gates and leaving them open and then walk, keeping on walking by and I'm during work and I think the idea is leave the gate open so the dogs fuck off so they can come back later and come in the yard with no dogs here, but. Lucky the dogs have been have been good and haven't gone anywhere. But yeah, you come home and your gates open. It's like, mm. definitely didn't leave that gate open again. So that's pretty shit. But hopefully they're, they're gone pretty soon. Speaking of dogs, uh, um, the little one, the little rat, the little camp dog, um, Yanny, I, I've been feeding her a couple of days a week now since we got, since we got back from Perth because she was just like, she was getting quite skinny, but also just, just her behaviour. She was quite unruly and it was really hard to, to get her to listen and, and I know if she's just junky around food. Um, so you're feeding her twice a day and it's just, she's a different dog now. It's completely changed her, her personality and she's sort of settled a lot, putting on more weight. So I probably wasn't feeding her enough. I'm, she's at a different kind of metabolism to the dogs that I'm used to having. So that sorted her out a little, a little bit. But she just shits so much, man. Like, especially now feeding her twice a day. I've taken her off anything except biscuits and she just does so much crap, man. Like... Like big fists She's a tiny little dog And these big fists Are crap that she does Multiple times A day Like she craps Way more than Lily And Lily's Four times the size of her Or something And she craps Way more than her And everywhere She doesn't have a spot She just shits everywhere Man Little camp dog And like I took her for a run On, on Friday morning Like 4.30 in the morning Or whatever it was so It was dark And um, she was sort of Lagging the whole time And then eventually She stops And, and does, a, does a shit Gets it out. I was like, ah, oh, sweet, no worries. Clean that up and keep going. And then, like, two minutes later, stops again. Another shit, another massive one. And I didn't have anything to clean that one up with. Does it in the middle of the pathway. And I'm like, oh, it's a little sloppy. I couldn't move it or anything like that. So I just had to bail and just run on and leave it there. Sorry. It had to be done. And, and, like, yeah, I had nothing to clean it with. And I'm like, where did this second shit come from? And then, like, couple of like a K or something down the road I see a dude on a push bike riding the opposite way he- heading up to where the, the second stonker was left on the pathway and it's still dark out I'm thinking oh no I hope that dude doesn't ride through that sloppy shit and just throw dog shit all up himself man who would be spewing about that I was just sort of like yeah sorry dude hope you, hope you see that one and dodge it but this dog just won't stop shitting man and in fact every every creature at my house just shits and pisses everywhere man like besides me and the missus we're the only ones that don't is 
we've got the puppy that still shits and pisses inside occasionally if you let her in. Um, the big dog who's on a hormone thing because she's got like leaky bladder where sometimes she just gets up off her bed or whatever and just she's dripped, to, like basically pissed and doesn't even know it. Uh, then my daughter has got this constipation issue, so she she shits her knickers multiple times a week still. Uh, and then my boy who pisses his bed, if I don't get up and get him out of the bed in the middle of the night every single night, he'll piss his bed pretty much, like once a week, at least once a fortnight. And then the cats who bring dead lizards and shit inside and sometimes overeat and just vomit on your kitchen floor. So it's just every creature at my house is just excreting all over the place constantly. I'm so, so sick of it, man. There's so much shit and piss and vomit at this place. It's ridiculous. You're supposed to grow out of that as your kids get out of baby stage, but we're just oh, suckers for punishment, I guess. We're just still in the in the cycle, man. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going to have to wrap this up in a minute. I've, just, I've had to pause the, the potty a couple of times. I'm feeling like quite rough. I'm feeling like dog shit. Oh, it's been a dog shit. Segway. Um, I'm feeling quite rough. Um, yeah, I didn't feel sick when I had my COVID shot the other week Yep, had the COVID shot But I'm um, feeling pretty gross at the moment And worried about that second shot Everyone reckons that the second Pfizer shot's the one that really gets you We'll see what happens I don't know, I feel like crap right now I was pretty cocky about the whole Pfizer thing um, Prior to this, saying I think I'll be alright I reckon I'll be, my immune system's tough enough It's not going to bother me But the way I'm feeling at the moment I feel quite vulnerable <laughs> I don't know, maybe it will get me uh, maybe having delayed COVID uh, shot symptoms. Uh, a bit of media before we get out of here. The Headland Business Awards were on last weekend, um, which was pretty cool. But um, I think surprising to a lot of people, Bobby Lockyer was um, nominated for about four different awards and didn't win anything. I thought that was a bit a bit odd. She's done so much, especially in the last year. You think she would have been a shoe in for for to win one of the awards, but anyway, she didn't. Uh, on another a, a note, um, friends of mine uh, who've been on the podcast a couple of times that the owners from Ironworks Gym that's closed down, closed down at the uh, the end of July or the beginning of July, um, which is yeah, beginning of July I think, which is really sad, man. I um I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know that they were that that, that gym was struggling, but um yeah, apparently it just sort of wasn't wasn't working out anymore and they had to close their doors and they haven't sold the business or anything so it's kind of I guess all the gears just sitting there it's, and the space is just sitting there and that's, that's really sad mate like it was a, good to have some competition on that in town and um, a family owned business doing like the cross work crossfit style um style workouts uh but yeah it's it's no more so um shout out to those guys I'm sorry that that didn't that didn't work out I know they were really passionate about it and had a real good community vibe uh, down there um, Sam Cotton Cartoons. If you haven't seen this dude on on Instagram, um, I'll turn, I'll tag him on my page. Get onto his Instagram and check it out. An Aussie guy just does like he puts little cartoons on just normal videos and, and of animals and weird people and, and just makes them talk and, and interact with the actual the video itself. It's quite it's hard to explain. It's quite funny. Um, He's obsessed with seagulls and chips, and, and but it's like dudes talking to the the soap loofer in his in his shower, and um, puts like little faces. More often than not, puts little faces on on actual objects and makes them talk and have conversations and stuff. But he's just it's so funny, man. You're definitely going to check out Sam Cotton um, cartoons on Instagram. 
Um, Jungle Cruise I watched last weekend, the big um, The Rock, The Rock's latest movie with Emma Blunt that I was looking forward to for so long. I actually wanted to watch it down in Perth at the cinemas, but it wasn't out in time. Um, I was looking forward to it for ages, bought that for the kids on Disney last weekend and watched it and, um, you know, it's like 30 bucks to buy a brand new movie like that, which is sort of like going to the movies anyway, which we can't do here, so that's how I reasoned it. But it was, um, it was all right, it wasn't great, probably the biggest letdown of a rock movie I've seen in, in a long, long time. Um, yeah, just a convoluted storyline, drags out. Uh, just, I don't know, I didn't really like it that much. Definitely not gagging at the bit. To, I haven't even finished it because I've fallen asleep a couple of times while it's on or whatever, but yeah, it wasn't great. Definitely wasn't great. It wasn't as good as the Jumanji's, that's for damn sure. Um, and he's harping on about it, like on his on his social media, his Instagram, like it's going to be the biggest adventure movie of all time and it's so happy that it's, you know, he does that all the time, I know, but he's normally pretty good at everything he does. But I don't, it, didn't, it didn't really get me that movie. Um, yeah, didn't think it was great But what I did think was great And I was quite pleasantly surprised by it Was uh, Mortal Kombat The last, the latest Mortal Kombat's out I watched that, I think, last weekend as well Or during the week, maybe And I kind of thought it was going to be Probably pretty B-grade But it looks cool anyway And it's Mortal Kombat It's our youth from the, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta watch this stuff And just see what it's like And, and, and just put it in the bag So yeah, did that, watched it it was actually bloody awesome, man. Um, the action and fight scenes are wicked. Heaps, like, hell violence. R-rated movie, so you can't watch it with the kids or anything. Hell violent. Um, cool storyline. There's an Aussie dude who's, like, a real badass guy on it. He's pretty cool. Um, funny, like, there's some funny dialogue and stuff in it. The acting's obviously, you know, no one's winning an Oscar or anything for it, but it was definitely not so bad that it was distracting or anything. It was just, you know, it was just that kind of movie, the actors they have for those kind of movies, that quality of acting um, definitely wasn't terrible. So definitely, definitely rate Mortal Kombat. Wicked, like the costume and the settings and everything was really good. Great fight scenes, great um, special effects and all that. So um, pretty cool. Check that one out. I, I definitely rate the more, latest Mortal Kombat movie. Um, as I said, I'm not feeling great, so I'm going to get, I'm going to wrap this up, go a bit of a lie down, a little kip, right, I, I doubt I'll have a kip, but I'm not going to try and have a little bit of a lie down on the couch and see how I come good, but before I go, please, 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 um, I'm just going to throw this out each, uh, each episode now so people know what, what I want and as in the way of, of help, if you enjoy these podcasts, uh, could you, could you please subscribe to the youtube channel help get the numbers up and the views up over there share this podcast it'll go out on facebook share it over your facebook uh recommend it to other people they can come on my instagram page follow me there they can um they can find this everywhere on on spotify and apple podcasts um anywhere they want to watch it they can go on and check it out themselves as well get some new viewers and yeah just tell people about it like it share it yeah um just a big shout out to Robbie, me boy, me, me, me boy Robbie, who, um, me boy, that's what I call my son, <laughs> my mate Robbie, who uh, he did exactly that after the last episode where I asked for it, went and, and shared the episode and, and, and told a couple of people about it, got a couple of new follows through him uh, last week. So if everyone does that each time, you get one or two people, you know, checking out the Instagram and, and following on there and then liking the, the podcast or, 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 or subscribing to the, the YouTube, this thing will just start building, you know, and more people that do that the more it builds so that's what we want um appreciate your your help with it 
as you know, so far, I need to do my bit and be more consistent with it. That's for damn sure. Get some more guests on here, but um, yeah, I'm working on it. So in the meantime, yeah, if you could help me out, just shout it out to other people you know, and, and then um, you know, I'm I'm confident that I'm going to stick with this thing, and then it'll get some legs eventually. We we'll build this right up, and it'll be cool to be some of the people who are the first people watching it as it built up, and, and um, so that's what I want to help build a little community back and forth between you guys and myself. So thanks for, for listening. Thanks for your time. Give us a shout out. Give us a subscribe, a like, all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, I want to go have a bit of a kip, lie down, and hopefully I feel better soon. And I'll see you all uh, next week. All right, take it easy. Peace.